Hey guys, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. Before we got started today, I actually wanted to tell you about this new image transfer tool I've been using lately. It's called PicDrop. It's an image transfer tool that was actually designed by a photographer, and they really have photographers in mind when they designed it. Um, like I said, I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and it's really just kind of helped streamline my business when I'm sending off my files to my clients. And it's actually really cool. They can actually write notes on the files you sent to them. So this is like a really easy way to uh, send your files off to your clients, and they can communicate um, way better than like any of the other stuff I used to use, like zip folders or WeTransfer or Dropbox or anything like that. Um, with PickDrop, it's just really kind of help me just organize everything, honestly. Um, and with today's podcast, um, if you enter the promo code PHOTOBANTER when you sign up at PickDrop.com, you're actually going to get three months free. Um, so definitely go check it out and let me know what you guys think. And remember to enter the promo code PHOTOBANTER when you sign up at PickDrop.com. And uh, yeah, without further ado, we'll get into the podcast here. Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Jeff Lipsky. Jeff has worked with clients such as Men's Journal, Vanity Fair, Verizon, GQ, and Eddie Bauer, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Jeff about his approach to portraiture, as well as some of his experiences photographing people such as Lady Gaga, Francis Ford Coppola, and Larry David, to name a few. Jeff is a really talented photographer whose work I've been following for years, so I was really pumped to get a chance to speak with him. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, uh, Jeff Lipsky, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this, man. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, definitely. I've been following your work for years, so I was excited to talk to you. And um, I guess to kind of get into it, I saw recently you just kind of got off shooting the uh, the Oscars, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of curious uh, how that shoot kind of came about and um, how, how it went. Oh, I mean, that's, that's the second time I did um, the Oscars, and it's a really interesting scenario. Um, the first time I did the, the Academy hires me directly to do archival portraits. Mm. And... Um, Two years ago, I shot Jimmy Kimmel for the, all the advertising for the Oscars because he was the host. Yep. And since I shot him for that, they, uh, the Academy wanted continuity with their archive photos to kind of match how I shot Jimmy. Mm. Basically, it was just it was a red background. But, mm. um, you know, they wanted the same lighting and feeling. So they hired me to go backstage. And I had no idea what was involved. And it was literally the craziest scenario. <laughs> like, you have a... Um, the smallest studio space you could possibly imagine shooting in, mm. and it even becomes smaller than that. So you're highly compromised. And it looks like but, you um, guys. It looks like you guys kind of <laughs> built like a little set, kind of. There's like yeah, you kind of have a set, and you know, the first year I did it, they asked just to do. You know, we just have one requirement: it needs to be red. Mm. So you kind of take it from there. Mm. But um, and then this, they didn't do it last year because they 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 focused on video. And the video wasn't as successful, and I think that people realize now that, you know, to me the video stuff doesn't, doesn't have archival, archivable, you know, longevity. Mm. You know, like a video seems to be more social, and it's, it's in and out, and you see it. But photos, you know, they kind of tend to last forever. Mm. And the Academy um, came back to me this year, last minute, and they said, you know, we really want you to do the photos again. And um, it's like... Fast and Furious, man. Thirty yeah. seconds, sometimes yeah. 
That's what I was going to say, because it, it, it must be crazy because these guys just won like the biggest award of their life, award of their life, uh, their emotions must be high. And then I'm, I'm just assuming there's probably when you're shooting that there's probably like 100 people behind you. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. no. It's like a private, I, it's completely closed off. It is, I make it a haven for them wow. to, it's literally, they get off stage, they walk down a little hallway and they're escorted to me. Nowhere that was on the first place they go. They might go to like this little bar and they might get their champagne, but they literally come to me, and so I'm always there waiting for them. And I literally start talking to them right away, like trying to get them to like snapping them out of their like, oh my gosh, I just won Academy Award days. No matter who it is, they're in the days. Yeah. yeah. And I spend as much time talking to them and like connecting with them as I can, and then I get them into the spot where I want them. And, you know, I'll spend a couple minutes photographing them. But no one else is in there. No one else is allowed in there except my assistant. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's... And so you have this, like, and like, God, like you know, like, this year Lady Gaga's in there. And everyone wants Lady Gaga. She was it. And here, here she is just hanging out with me for five minutes with no one else around. Yeah. And she has her award. And, she, you know, she has her Oscar. And she's, like, completely flipping out. Mm. And it's my job to capture those moments at that moment, you know, at that time. Yeah. Incredible. How how is it, like, uh, I've never photographed an actor, really. Do you find that actors, I mean, they're they're used to working in, like, moving picture, motion. Um, Do you find that photographing actors for still photographs, are they pretty natural at it? It's kind of very... No. No, Actors are miserable at getting their picture taken, usually. Some of them are are used to it, but, you know, they're taught not to look at the camera. Mm. So... Um, I have all these little tricks, you know, no one wants to stand in front on a, on a, on a seamless standing there on a line (laughs) and just, you're taking pictures of them for 20 minutes and they're just staring at the camera. No one, no one can handle that. And actors are like, you know, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. They want direction. So I always, you know, the trick is to always keep them moving and having different things, whether it's just a chair or, oh, we're going to change the background, or can you walk over here? You know, you're always trying to mix it up mm-hmm. as much as much as possible to sort of distract them from just standing there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about making them comfortable. Yeah. More important than anything else. Yeah, I, uh, when, I, when I told people I was going to be interviewing you, um, a couple of people sent me questions, and one question someone sent me, they were kind of curious, like, um, how, do, how do you talk to your subjects? Like, when, you, when you're photographing someone... Um, you know, some photographers will say things to get a reaction out of somebody. Um, how do you kind of approach a photo shoot um, when you're photographing someone, I guess? Well, I mean, everyone's different. And some people you can connect with right away. Some people it's a little bit harder. So, you know, obviously if I can always, if I can have music playing mm-hmm. and it puts people at ease and hopefully it's, you know, music that they can appreciate where they like, Sometimes it backfires, right? Yeah. But um, really, you're just kind of reading them, and you're trying to put make them comfortable. And you know, if I have any connect, you know, it's about communication. Like actors, particularly, they want direction. Yep. You know, most of the times, even before a shoot, I someone will say, you know, they really like to be directed. You know, you just can't let them stand there. I'm like, of course. Yeah. You know, so I have a little thing that I say. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, so if I'm not saying anything. That means, um, you know, we're just we're going to be continuing doing what we're doing. You know, I might not be talking the entire time, mm. um, 
but uh, you know, I'm always like, you know, using hand gestures if I want subtle movements of their of their face to move a certain way, or if I want them to like, um, you know, change their body. Uh, you know, it's 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 taken a lot of years to to, communi- to learn how to communicate mm-hmm. with your subject. It's a whole other form. Some photographers don't talk at all. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, or some people, you know, but I people want communication, so I kind of talk when it, it's needed for me to change them or to switch things up, which is quite a bit actually. Mm-hmm. And, and when, like, when you're photographing, like, when you get hired for a shoot, I guess it's like, uh, I was kind of curious, like, do you kind of map it out in advance, like, I want to try X, Y, and Z poses, or do you kind of just show up and kind of let things kind of unfold, un- unfold organically, kind of let people oh, yeah. do what they want, or oh. what's your approach? It all depends on um, what I'm shooting for. Mm. Sometimes, you know, the the key for photographing anybody is to have your planning, is to plan, to have everything stacked in your favor as much as possible. So that could be as simple as, you know, let's say you get an assignment, it's an advertise, it's an editorial assignment for a magazine, and my first thing is, you know. Do you, does it have, what's the concept? Does it have to be in studio? I like to work within a little bit of the confines of a box in a way. Like, this is what you have to shoot in studio. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm, okay, that's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll say, you know, we're thinking location, um, this and that. And so I try to manipulate things to my favor, saying, okay, so um, can I shoot them at the time of day that I want to shoot them? Mm-hmm. Right there, that's stacking me up for the better light. Yeah. If, if it's a good day, you know, so I'm like, I'm always trying to push to shoot them at the right time, no matter what. Yeah. And I'll always look, okay, I'll, I'll spend days looking at locations or, and sometimes there are locations that I've already been to and I know how the light is in that particular location, mm. or I know what the, te- I know what the, exactly what the textures are inside. So I'm always trying to push it towards, you know, so when I, um, by the time I get to the subject that's in front of me, you know, a lot of the work is already done. Yeah. You know, like I already know, I already know where I'm going to be shooting. I already, I have an idea of where I'm shooting. You know, nothing's like perfectly drawn out to the exact, because then you lose that spontaneity and you lose that organic feeling. Mm. And I like to be as organic and natural as possible without being forced. That's kind of like, that's the appeal that I am attracted to. But I can get that by having, being prepared, you know, having the right equipment, having the right crew, having the right camera, mm-hmm. everything set in place. Yeah. So that, you know, it, it, sometimes you go into a place blind and you do what you do with that also. But if I can have any advantage, you know, I always try to take advantage if I can. Yeah, definitely. Give yourself options. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, I was kind of curious, like, um, you're a really successful photographer. You've shot for, like, every magazine under the sun, pretty much. Uh, lots of celebrities, advertising. Um, even at this point in your career, like, on big shoots, um, like the Oscar shoot, like, do you still have nerves before shoots at all anymore? Or are you, are you this fully sure. covered? Yeah. You know, you always, that's what makes, if you're not nervous before, I always felt like if you're not nervous, then you're not prepared. You know, like, nervousness, a little bit of nervousness makes you better make you know makes you like push harder you know that it shows that you care you know sometimes yes sometimes i'm not nervous where i don't care on a particular shoot it happens once in a while but on bigger shoots i still get like a little anxious yeah i I tend to pace a little bit (laughs) waiting around yeah and um 
you know, it's. I think it's good for you. Nerves are nerves are not bad. Yeah, keep, makes you a better. Makes you makes you try harder. Yeah, it keep, keeps you on point. Sure, it keeps you on point. Yeah, and uh, I guess like when when you're kind of starting out, like I'm always just curious of people's kind of mindset. Like, do you view do you view yourself as like a competitive person? Because like I mean, you've accomplished a lot in photography. Um, do you do you feel like you're a competitive person, or is it just more this kind of your love of photography you think that's kind of gotten to where you're at? I mean. I always felt that unless you have passion for something, you're never going to, it's not going to happen. Mm. You know, so I always knew when I was, you know, when I was a fly fishing guy and I was a snowboarder in Colorado and I loved what I, I just loved fishing and I love snowboarding so much. And I became really good at those two things. Mm. So I had that passion for it and I knew, all right, so the only way I'm going to become successful in my life in another way is to be passionate about something. And I was like, you know, I love photography. That's, I have, I just loved it. So I already knew, I'm like, well, if I love something and I'm passionate about it, I'm going to become successful. Whether or not, you know, you make those monetary, whether or not you start making the money or not, at least you're doing something that you love. Mm. So that's the approach you have to have. You shouldn't, I'm not a competitive person. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I do, you know, a lot of times I'm up against, I'm up, uh, um, I'm up for jobs and I'm up against a, f- a friend. Yep. It happens a lot. And I'm always like, I hope you get it. If anyone's going to get it, you know, if I don't get it, I'm glad that you're getting it. You yeah. know, that's my, that's kind of like my attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I have a little, I guess a little edge, you know, some, some photographers are more ruthless than others. Mm. And there's, there is a lot of undercutting that's going on in the business. which is just makes me so mad. Like people like underbidding way, way low just to get the job. And that dilutes everything. Mm. So, um, and you even you, know, f- you even find that because you're on the high end, like advertising. You even find the high end guys are undercutting everybody too. Everyone's, you know, everyone's undercutting. People undercut people. I don't say I. It's it's all perceptions. You know, everyone's like, well, what 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 is high end? You know, mm-hmm. what is, you know, it's all perception. It's all weird how it is. One day you can be doing one shoot and it's like the greatest shoot in the world. And it's like the most everyone sees it, and da, 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 da. and then the next day you're shooting something that no one will ever see, and it's just a speedy little um, job. But you get pleasure in shooting it, no matter what. That's mm. the whole point, you know. It shouldn't be about. Um, it should be like just doing things that you like, really. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the most important thing, I think. Cool. Being ruthless. I know those ruthless guys. I'm not friends with them. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, bad energy, you know. I mean, oh I, get, my God. I get it. it's yeah. competitive, competitive business, but I mean, at the end of the day, I just got into it for the feeling of like taking a good picture. That's like, that's, yeah. that's it, the most exciting thing. I know. I know if I was, I had a different mentality, like a true, like a totally ruthless like, cutthroat mentality, <laughs> like it can go two ways. You know, one, would you, how far would you get in this business? But you know, like if I was, if I was more competitive, I think I would be more successful personally. Mm. If I was trying to friend every single celebrity, you know, just because I can get to shoot them, yeah, I would probably shoot more celebrity. I would might shoot more entertainment. But you know, I don't want to become. I'm just. I'll become friends with someone because I connect with them and I like them. Yeah. I don't want to be try to become friends with someone just because they, of who they are and their celebrity status. Yeah. And that's. I think there's a lot of people in this business that do that. Some people do it in a way with integrity, which is great. You know, some people are just outgoing and friendly and they have that. Um, I'm not exactly as extroverted as some people are, but I just, you know, if I, if I see, if I'm working with someone and they're just like, God, that person's so great. 
you know, if I build a business relationship with them, I do. You know, I know if I push it harder, I'd work more, but, you know, the integrity comes into play sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I think I've always just found, like, whenever you try to force stuff, uh, it doesn't work out. Like, it's more, at least for me, like, I think photography, anytime I've ever tried to, like, show my work to the clients I want to work for sometimes, it's it, it, a lot of times it doesn't work out. It's really this kind of organic. Like, I don't know about you, but a lot of times these clients just kind of come out of left field sometimes. It's uh, incredible. You never know, you know, there's this thing about taking assignments. I know this is a little segue about why do you take a job? You know, what is it? So there, there's certain criteria, like a job will come in and I immediately think these three things, if it's three things, I always think, um, why do I take this job? Is it a job that will give me exposure or give me good portfolio, you know, good um, images for my portfolio? Is it a job that, it has to meet one of these requirements, is it a job that might give me a relationship with somebody mm. you know, like an art buyer and they like you and then you get another job from that? Or and this is the worst one to take a job for, but it is. It is. is it just, is, is there, is there uh, money, mm. you know? Like, you can take a money job that won't give you good imagery, won't build a relationship, but it's just money that you need to pay the payments. Yeah, you got to keep, so the, gotta keep the lights on. Things. And if those things, if, if it's, if it don't, you know, I don't take a job, if, if it doesn't give me good imagery for my portfolio, and if it doesn't build a relationship, and it doesn't pay, then I say no. Mm. Because I can't waste, I don't want to waste my time shooting something that's not, or or if you just want it because you surely want to shoot that particular subject, yep. you know, which is really the utmost important. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, right. you know, you know, looking at your work, you spent a lot of years photographing celebrities. Um, I was kind of curious, was that kind of always your goal to shoot celebrities? Or no. Or this kind of no. came about? Not at all. I mean, I you know, I'm going to correct you. I am... The thing is, like, um, celebrity work sort of takes over, but I I do more yeah. lifestyle, inter- lifestyle advertising work than anything than I do anything else. So you know, yeah, I'll be shooting J- Jason Momoa for a cover of um, a mag, you know, Men's Journal, but then maybe that next week I'm like on assignment shooting um, a clothing brand, mm-hmm. you know, in like Hawaii or something, when everyone's splashing in the beach and doing fun real fun lifestyle stuff so you know it's to me i, I like to do both mm. i just can't be that celebrity photographer you know i live in la so so i started out i i'm not kidding i was like i want to shoot the gap campaign or banana republic that was my appeal that's why i moved to la not that i was a fashion photographer but that's who i started working for as an assistant and that's kind of what you know i wanted to do and my first real campaign was a banana republic oh wow spring campaign that was my first real job so fashion was kind of your interest like early on kind of yeah yep but you know unless you're gonna do you know there's only a handful of fashion photographers i hate photographers that call themselves fashion photographers just because they shoot you know uh, a clothing catalog that's not fashion that's you know brand advertising or you know fashion advertising that's not fashion Mm -hmm. you know fashion there's only a handful of guys out there you know photographers out there that are, um, you know, dedicated to the to the fashion photography. You know, like Ellen von Unworth and yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. I always I always think it's funny, like as photographers, like you, like yeah, a lot of times you have to like put these bubbles on yourself. Like I'm I'm this type of photographer, but in yeah. my mind, like the photographers I I respect are like they can shoot anything. Like 
and and they yeah. don't they don't have like an attitude about it. They're this like they're a photographer through and through. You know, you have yeah. Because I mean, to me, photography is you know it's not only um, a vision. It's not you know sort of like a it's an art form, but it's you know it's also a tangible thing. Like you're holding the camera, you're changing your f stops. You're a technician also. Mm-hmm. You know you're into the you know the nuances of the camera. And that's changed now because it's gone from like knowing, you know, camera and f-stops and things like that. It's, that's kind of gone over towards the digital side yep. of, you know, post imagery. But I still love. I have an affair. I love my camera. Well, when film, I lost my love of a lot of my cameras when I stopped shooting them because of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, I just love holding that camera. I like the whole. No, I like knowing that my f-stops my f-stop ratio is this and that and knowing what, you know, what light source is coming in from where. And, I, you know, I like the technical side of photography as much as I like the art side of photography, of the conceptual side. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's, I think most photographers are that way. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like like I said, like you, you've shot a lot of celebrities over the course of your career. The one thing I was kind of curious about, um, we kind of live in a society that like people are really obsessed with celebrity, like with like TMZ and all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of curious, like, what are, are there like any misconceptions people have about like celebrities being that you've like spent a lot of time working with these people? Cause like, like I said, like we live in a society where people kind of put these people up on a pedestal, you know? Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I always say people go, who's your, everyone's like, who's your favorite celebrity that you've shot? Who was the worst person you've ever shot? You know, yeah. this and that. And I always had to say, I always say, everyone is uh, so nice. Mm-hmm. You know, people have lives and they have certain agendas and they're really busy. And, you know, a lot of celebrities don't want to spend all day with you, you know, with their picture being taken. It's not, you know, they'd rather be home with their kids or rather be doing something else. So whenever I, I take the approach of someone spends time with me, I always thank them for their time. I'm mm-hmm. always gracious. I don't never take it for granted. Yeah. I'm always like, thank you so much for spending the day with me. Mm-hmm. Or, and my goal is to get them out before, you know, I like to not to diddle that. Like I get the image, I'm done. You're gone. Yep. You know, you're, you can leave. They're like, what? Yeah, we have another, don't we have two more hours? I'm like, no, I got the shot. Yeah. You can go. And they're like, really? That was, we're done? That was great. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my way of sometimes um, getting um, referrals back. You know, I don't, try to like you know shoot you know over the same thing over and over and over again which we can tend to do if we're excited you know yeah but it's knowing when you've got the shot or these shots and you're done thank you so much Mm. but everyone is always really nice yeah and gracious and i always i'm always psyched to have that they spend time with me Mm. you know once in a while someone might be like preoccupied with something going on in their life but you can kind of work around it and you kind of manipulate around the situation and then they wind up having fun yeah for sure and do you feel like it's harder to make a like a good photograph of like a well-known person being that they've been photographed a million times oh sure like i've listen i've i've been in a situation where i shot that photo just like lady gaga from Mm -hmm. when i shot her in the oscars right but i had a moment with her where she was like i just want these pictures, you know, for the rest of my life, like, I, I want to remember this moment forever. Jeff, can you spend time taking images of me? I'm like, yes, wow. my God, this is amazing. Yeah. And here I am taking these pictures of her, and I, I, the, one of the images I selected to be 
for the Academy to run, she was literally looking at her Oscar, and she almost started tearing up. It was right before she started tearing up, and she gave me this look that no one else was going to get because she had just won it. And I chose that one. Was it, it wasn't the most absolute stunning shot, flattering shot, but it was that moment of emotion that I think no one else was going to get. Mm. And then she, I did other poses with her. And so later that evening, I see the Vanity Fair feed coming out with Mark Seliger, who I love. He was shooting um, at the Vanity Fair party. And Lady Gaga had this pose with her Oscar. And I had like 20 of those same frames. Yeah. Right? 20 of the same frames that Mark got of her doing the same exact thing. And I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't pick this Im- particular image because it would have been the same that one that Mark got. Damn. And and that being said, a lot some people have go-to poses and things that they do, and there's nothing worse than shooting them than seeing, oh, they did the same thing. Or even worse, some actors actresses where the, like there was one actor I know wears the same jacket all the time, like he doesn't this cool ruffled jacket. Yeah. And I would I thought I had the most iconic portrait of was Kevin Costner, and then here I to see that he did the same pose in the same jacket with like four other photographers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you try to research and you see, okay, I'm not going to let them do that pose. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let them do that pose because I've seen that pose too many times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about, you know, like a lot of like younger photographers are listening to this. Um, do you feel like your career was like a gradual build or was there like one job that kind of like gave you a boost or like uh Maybe you could talk uh, a little bit about like this the how you've kind of like progressed in your career, I guess. Because I think a lot of people get uh, younger photographers; they can look at your website and be like, "Damn, like maybe like he did that in like quick." But it, you've been doing this for decades, like for a long time. No, I'm not that old. Not that oh old. My god. <laughs> that, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, li- listen. I started my career. I didn't pick up a camera. I didn't really start shooting until I was in my mid thirties. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, I spent ten years as a ski bum. Yep. You know, thinking whether or not my biggest worry in life was whether to wear goggles or sunglasses <laughs> on a particular day. You like I didn't you know, my life was pretty simple and I didn't really know about cameras or film. I I definitely didn't know about roll film because that's what we shot. And when I came out to California um to Los Angeles, uh, you know, I specifically tried to you know, I tar- I was going to be a photographer. I volunteered at Smashbox Studios in the grip room. I worked there at night, stocking the studios. I saw how all the photographers shot. I met the assistants. I got into assisting. I assisted for several years. At the same time, I was shooting and testing as much as I could. I would test all the models at Ford and all, you know, Elite. I would go to all the agencies and shooting all the models that Banana Republic was shooting. I specifically targeted Banana Republic, sending the art director laser copies. People are going to go, what are laser copies? I was literally like laser copying my, my, um, negative sheets, my, my proof sheets, and sending them to an art director at Banana Republic months later than I landed a Banana Republic job. That wow. doesn't happen as much today. Yeah. It's a different time. But, you know, at the same time the Banana Republic was happening, I was, you know, I met someone, you know, coming home from a photo shoot. I was on a Norman Jean Roy uh, shoot. I was assisting him, and I was wow. driving the uh, photo editor home back to the hotel and she's like, Jeff, if you're ever in New York, you should stop by the office and we can show your portfolio. I'm like, I'll be there next week. <laughs> you know, I literally collected nickels and I don't think there was such thing as points then, right? So I had nickels and dimes and I literally like cashed in all I could, got a ticket to New York, crashed on my friend's couch, went and saw that photo editor with my portfolio that had models in it, that had this and that in it, that did have a little bit of celebrity in it, 
because I had I had, uh, I had met a, a couple of people in Telluride who let me photograph them when I was in L.A. And when I, um, they're like, oh, we like your work. I'm going to send you over to my friend at Esquire who might like your work even more. I'm going to send someone, you know. So at the same time, the magazine business, I started shooting editorially. I was also getting advertising jobs. Damn. And it kind of all happened at once. But it never, it wasn't like abrupt. But to me, my the point of me becoming successful as a photographer where I feel like I actually can pay my rent on time was when Premier Magazine asked me to do portraits for the Sundance Film Festival. Mm. That, to me, always stood out because that was like, at the time, Premier Magazine was like the biggest celebrity magazine, and it was an honor to go to that festival and that you literally set up a studio, not like a, not just a piece of paper, but we had a, I had a full-on like abandoned office building and we put beds in and we did this cool yeah. you know like we had sets and they would bring me the celebrities i had everybody from coppola to ryan gosling to i mean everyone came through and i did all the portraits and you only had a couple minutes with each person but you got such a huge portfolio yeah and that really helped me start my career jumpstart my career i think more than anything else that's amazing and they don't obviously premiere went away but like Jake Chesham, who I always admired, he did it the year before me, um, and a couple other photographers. Who I just Chris Buck was doing it oh, yeah. at the same time. Chris Buck was shooting for Entertainment Weekly, doing the same portfolio as I was doing for Premiere. I remember, and I remember meeting Chris Buck. I'm like, that guy is so cool. His work was amazing. And I look, obviously, Chris is like. I think he's one of the best photographers around. Yeah, he's a he's a beast. He's a, he's a character, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, character's right. Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. Like you mentioned you you photograph Francis Ford Coppola. I was curious, what is it like directing? You're directing one of the most legendary film directors I ever. Nerve wracking. Yeah, man. that's it. Got to be because that guy knows about photography. He understands light. He understands. He knows everything. Yeah. He knows everything. And I was such a young plebe. I didn't know. You know, now I'm, I, you know, I say things that I don't mean to say, and I insert my, the foot in my, my foot in my mouth all the time and say the wrong thing or I call someone by the wrong name. I just, it happens. And some people laugh and some people don't. At least I'm getting reactions from people. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I'm looking at Coppola and I'm shooting him. Oh, and by the way, when I'm shooting Coppola, he came in with the Prince of Thailand. Wow. <laughs> which is like a whole other entity in itself. And he's like, can you shoot me and the Prince for a little bit? I'm like, sure. So the prince is standing aside, and I'm shooting uh, Coppola, and I, and I thought I'd seen all his movies, and of course I thought I knew this particular answer. I said to him, "So what is your favorite movie you've ever done?" Like an idiot, yeah. never say that to somebody. What yeah. And he said, "Well, the conversation, of course." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What the hell is the conversation? I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I didn't even never, I never even heard that movie. I thought he was going to say like Apocalypse Now, you know, or Godfather." <laughs> And he's like, you've seen it, right? I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I can't lie to him. I'm like, I have not seen it. I will see it tonight. What was his reaction when you told him you hadn't seen oh, it? Oh, like, who are you? <laughs> Why, who are you? Why are you taking my picture? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know his greatest movie, The Conversation with Gene Hackman. And that means, so now, years gone by, I usually know everything people have been in. I usually know they they know somebody where they have a podcast where they have this and I and I try to make 
a connection in some way. Mm. Not an idiotic blabber like I did when I shot Coppola. Yeah. No, but, is. you know, we learn and move on. Yeah, it comes with experience. And, you know, I was actually curious, like, I don't know, the one question I was inter interested in asking was, like, can you remember sh a shoot maybe early on or maybe even uh, lately that a shoot that kind of this kind of didn't go as, as planned? Maybe there's this kind of stuff that, uh, like, it was it turned into, like, maybe not a disaster, but, like, oh, how, do you, and yeah. how, how do you keep the train rolling? It happens. <laughs> yeah. I always say anyone can take a great picture, right? Anyone, anyone on any given day can have a great photo shoot. Like, oh, my God, you know, any, but if everything's going right, no problem. Like, so easy. And I had this thing with people, like, they're hiring all these Instagram photographers and this and that. Well, suppose, like, what they're supposed to do is happening on a day when it's raining or, you know, all these things happen. Can they still pull it off? Yep. And so... I'm always, I have a grip truck of equipment usually with me, even if I'm shooting ambient light, because if it, things aren't going right or the you know, weather changes or this and that, I can, you know, I can, make the, I can make the sunshine if I have to or this and that. Mm. So um, the, not last week I had a photo shoot, a very simple photo shoot with a, with a, um, uh, um, it was a person of interest, not a celebrity, but someone who had, who had accomplished something and, there were some, insecu I guess, some insecurities going on in a little way. Mm -hmm. And this person was amazing, but they didn't see it themselves, who they were. And um, every time they looked at the monitor, things just didn't go my way. It was a tough shoot. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes things, you know, you're not getting the shot. And, and there's like 20 people on set and a lot of money being spent and people flying in from everywhere. And... Uh, it's not going right, and you just have to stay true to yourself and believe that you're going to get the shot, mm -hmm. and t talk to the talent and make people feel comfortable, and then you know do everything you can from the experience that you've learned, and pull it off. And lo and behold, last the last ten minutes of the shoot, things <laughs> happened. We turned around and we got the shot. Yeah. But uh, you know, my attitude. Well, oh well, you know. You feel we'll you feel get like, it. you feel like, happen. you feel like a big we part of, do. you feel like a big part of your job is this kind of like uh this kind of maintaining the mood of the set because like uh, I would imagine sometimes like that like sure. people people probably get stressed out especially with the advertising stuff where there's they're 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 spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and yeah. they want to see they 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 don't want stress the art directors the client there they're there and, and no one wants stress man yeah no one wants if you stress well don't show your stress yeah if you sh if you're relaxed, then other people are relaxed. Your crew is relaxed. Mm -hmm. The client is relaxed. There's a point of like, are you too relaxed and you're not getting the shot? No, you have to be professional and you make sure that you are doing your, you know, you're crossing all your T's and you're getting it done. But it's not, you know, we're gonna get the shot and don't worry about it. We got it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get it. You know, and if if you've done your homework and everything is in place. You know, you have your safety checks, and, you, and things go wrong, you fix it, you know. Mm. Listen, anything can happen. You just got to be prepared for it. And that's what the difference between, I think, some people who have experience and not experience. Like, how many camera backups do you have? How many lens backups do you have? How many laptops? Yep. How much extra power you have in case the power goes out? Like, things that, you know, I have many a time a, Has, a new a Hasselblad with a, you know, a, a huge digital back. I'm shooting it, and I'm like, ooh, what's that burnt, what's that smell? What's that burnt plastic smell? <laughs> Damn. You know, oh, something's going wrong with the camera. You know, the client doesn't know. I don't want them to know. Next thing you know, I have a new ca another camera in my hand. Mm. 
And yes, not all budgets are the same, and it's cost it's expensive to have other cameras. But then you have to include that in your. Then you don't make money on your camera. Yeah. You know, you, the job gets done. Yeah, that's a that that's the difference between a professional and like amateur. I was like having this conversation with the art producer from uh, Digitas recently, and we were talking about this photographer, and she's like, "Oh, I really love his work, but we couldn't really hire him because they wanted someone that could make, uh, could like reproduce daylight, like." in like a studio or something yeah this photographer didn't so i think that's like when you have that tool set uh because like you said you you could be in la and they want to shoot uh like sunshine but it could be a cloudy day but you got to find a way to make it look like sunshine yeah or or on the conference call you say well if it's a cloudy day we'll still um it's okay because it'll be nice and soft you know, like you let you know, then you don't have to light it like a sunny day. Then you're like, if it's a cloudy day, then we'll work with it. You know, you let them know. You give them, you know, you let them know the expectations that what might happen. Mm. Yeah. And then there's no surprises. Yeah. And you mentioned this is actually I've asked this to people before. I'm really interested about uh, conference calls um, because that's like a big component of ex- definitely like advertising when you're bidding on jobs. Uh, what's your approach on those calls? Because it can be. Uh, they're always like, at least for me, they're kind of awkward because like, there's like four people on the call. Everyone's in a different office. So, um, it, what's your approach? Do you, do you try to control the whole thing or like how do you approach those uh, conferences? It's, it's an organic approach. Yeah. I mean, it, is, it can be so, it's so awkward. Sometimes there's like dead silence. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think with experience, the more conference calls you have, the more comfortable you are with what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically if you stay true to yourself of who you are as a photographer and a person and just tell them how, how you, what you, you know, what your approach is and how you, you know, what are your, your, your thoughts and not just talking just to talk or saying things just to sound a certain way. You just, you know, sometimes I'm on a call and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so, wow. I'm so happy to be, you know, you're asking me to photograph this um, key art, the way that I would like to photograph something. Like if you were telling me, you know, you're just, you know, Jeff, go shoot something for yourself. This is the, this is the image that I would like to actually take. Mm. So, you know, I'll, I'll say if that, and I've said that before, you know, or I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I usually shoot this type of lighting, but I feel that, you know, you gotta, it's a whole, it's a whole thing being personable. Mm. If you're personable and knowledgeable about your, what you're talking about, things usually go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had, a conference call where a friend of mine um, had an ad agency, has an ad agency, and serendipitous, uh, I got the job. I was getting the job. I was on the job. And uh, I'm sorry, it was a conference call that was after the job was awarded. So it was like a, a pre-pro call. But it was with the client, mm. the ad agency. It was a mega job. And my friend was the person that had, it, had the agency. And um, the call went so bad it was so horrendous. I was getting texts from my friend saying, "This is a disaster. This is the worst call I have ever been on. What the f is what going was, on?" What was bad about it? I'm like, it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh. And it was just, you know, there was somebody on the call that was kind of losing it, and you know, things ha- it happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank God the job was awarded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's like uh, people can smell bullshit. So it's like if you just be yourself, and your work will speak. You got to for- be yourself. You yeah. got to be yourself, and know what you're. T- Hey, you know, I still have this thing where I don't know what I'm doing. Everyone still has that, you yeah. know, like you have this, 
your mind tricks you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I, I'll see a cover on a newsstand. I'm like, did I really shoot that? <laughs> did I do that? Like, or I'll see, you know, I, well, you know, where you say something and you're like, God, I, I really do know that. How do I know that? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, uh, you know, every once in a while, step back and then look at yourself and mm-hmm. see what you've done and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'm on set and it'll, let's say when I was shooting for Vogue a lot, and the uh, dressers would come in, and I'm shooting a, um, an actress, and the stylist will hold up like two pieces of clothing, which I didn't even know that they could wear. You know, like I didn't even know how they went on. <laughs> and I would be like, okay, well, we're going to start. Which, which one did you want to start with? Like this one or this one? Which one do you like better? And I'm like, oh, uh, that one. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what I just said. I don't even know what that is. Is that a piece of clothing? Like, <laughs> but it, I, I still had to say something. I had to, you know, say a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and it you know, worked out. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you walk away from every shoot completely satisfied? No. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear, man. <laughs> no. Well, I always think that um, I. That's a tough one. So, you have to say to yourself, "Did I do the best job I possibly could do?" Mm. And if you felt, if I felt like I did the best job I could possibly do, and the images still didn't come out right. Yep. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I had a disastrous shoot once. It was like, I think my first or second Vanity Fair job, my, I think it was my first one, and it was booby. It was just everything went wrong. It was the worst shoot ever. And the images came back, and I did not like them. I was just totally devastated. And I said to myself, did I do the best I could? And I did. I did the best I could. I tried every scenario. I did everything I could. And I didn't like the images, and I was okay with it because I tried. Mm. And there's nothing worse than like something doesn't come out, and you just didn't, and then you didn't give it your all. Then you're like, then you're then you're messed up. And you know what? I rectified. I, you know, things. I, I turned it around for uh, VF, and I then I had a long, you know, I did a long stint, still to this day working with them. Mm. But, um, you know, you gotta. Be your best at all times, no matter what. You can't let, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think, especially, like, I mean, yeah. for, with photography, like like we were talking about being prepared, but even at the end of the day, you can be prepared as much yeah. as you want, but there's still this a lot of things that just, like, um, out of your control, really. Like, especially editorial, because, like, you might not get a lot of time. Uh, sure. Maybe it's just, like, dealing with tough PR people. I'm sure you deal with that a lot with the people you photograph. Um, yeah. All the time. You yeah. Know, it's, it's not only PR... You know, there's always, you know, uh, so let's say you're shooting a celebrity for a magazine. The magazine's like, we need to have this. Mm-hmm. And the PR person's like, they won't do that. They'll only do this. And then the actual subject with the celebrity says, I'll do this. And you're the person as a photographer to take everyone. And, you know, you have to make it work for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, magazine's like, we have to have that. We have to have this on the cover. We have to have them doing this. And the PR saying, no, they won't do that. Yeah. So how do you you got to make a compromise and you have to you know you can't choose sides because if you choose the PR side then the magazine gets upset you choose the magazine side then you'll probably never work with anyone that person that PR person has ever again. Yeah, true. So you have to make the compromise and you're delegating. Yeah. You know, and you, you got to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I found I don't know about you I found that PR people are always t- way tougher on email than when you get in front of them in person. They're doing they're, PR people are doing their job. Yep. 
they're protecting their client and they're trying to make their client look the best they can possibly look. And, and I respect that. And that's why I respect publicists because they're doing their job in protecting their client. Yeah. You know, and I've seen photographers where I've seen people take advantage of talent and it's, and they're protecting them. So I, and, and I let them know, I'm wondering, Hey, we're, I'm on the same side as you. I want whoever we're photographing. I want them to look the best they can look. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. I don't want to give any images in that, that don't look that aren't flattering. Yep. I only want you to look the best. I want the subject to look the best that they can look so that I can get hired again. Mm-hmm. If I submit edgy, quirky images just because they're, they're a certain way, I like to, you know, I'm, I'm not that photographer. Yeah. I'm not trying to make people look bad. Yeah. I'm not trying to make people look off. I'm trying to make them look as good as they can look in a certain, in a particular way. Mm, for sure. And, uh, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about, I kind of asked every photographer is like, um, did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your like photographic style or your aesthetic the kind of way you shoot? Um, yeah. cause that's always like a tough thing. Like, I mean, I know I've struggled with that before. It's just like trying to find your voice that take you a while or. I think what happens is someone tells you what you're doing. Mm. Like, I don't, I never knew who I shot. Like I was just shooting stuff and then it's other people saying, oh, your work is organic. Your work is like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's almost someone else telling you what your work is rather than, you know, I don't know what my work is, but people, you know, people describe it to me, mm-hmm. you know, and we always have our perception of what we're doing. My perception of how I'm shooting is different from how other people perceive it yeah. as well. And I, you can ask, and I bet nine out of 10 photographers, you talk to, um, you know, you, they describe how they shoot. I bet you other people have a slightly different opinion. Yeah. And all photographers, I believe, like, we all want to be different from where we are. The grass is always greener. <laughs> I wish I shot like Christopher Anderson and had that. <laughs> you know, I wish I shot like, you know, Peter Lindbergh. I, you know, I would, love to, I would love to have Craig McDean or, you know, Sebastian Kim. Or, there's all these photographers out there that you emulate. Mm-hmm. And you wish that you had part of that. I wish I shot more fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I was like, you know, shot like so and so and so and so. You know, we are who we are. Yep. And we shoot the way we shoot. And if you try to stylize your photography to fit a certain w- way that's happening at that time, you're missing the point. I think. I think you stay true to who you are and what your taste is in photography. I like shooting things that are not dark. Right? Yep. I don't do dark and moody. I do a little bit brighter, a little bit more open. But that's but I that's my appeal. That's what I'm attracted to seeing, and that's what I'm attracted to shooting. And I'm hoping that that aesthetic people also want, mm-hmm. and they want to hire me to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to start shooting if dark and moody becomes a big trend. I'm not going to go shooting dark and moody. Yeah. Now I might do a slight color. Sh- I could do a slight color shift, you know, or something. But I kind of. I don't, I don't usually, it depends on the magazine. Sometimes if I shoot for a magazine, that's like a, if it's a, it's a magazine that I think it has a little bit more of a, a, a trend to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll like go change the color palette a tiny bit, mm-hmm. but I won't do a, you know, anything too drastic. Cause you want uh, ultimately, um, someone to look at a photograph and go, Oh, that's a so-and-so photograph. Yep. You know, I could look at a Peggy Sirota image in no, no matter where I am, I go. That's Peggy Sirota. Yeah, or it's like Pari, right? Pari Dukovic. Like you, you know, it's a Pari Dukovic. You fo- want exactly. <laughs> oh, that's Peter Lindbergh. Yeah, it's a Paolo Reversi. Yeah, and if it isn't, it's people trying to rip them off. Mm. You know, but I can tell 
you know, that's the, you know, I don't feel someone can look at a, my eye images and say, oh, that's Jeff Lipsky. I'm not there yet. Uh, one day, I think my mom can do it. She says she can do it, right? <laughs> but um, that's the ultimate goal is to be able to, someone can be like, that's a so-and-so. Yeah, I think it's a lot that of, like, I think it's a lot every, of, per, it's almost like personality thing. Like, like you said, like you, you like more like kind of bright and like you, you don't like dark and moody. You, you don't really seem like a dark and moody guy talking to you. You seem like, like you say, like want to be posi- right. positive and, uh, make people look, yeah, make make people look good. <laughs> but I appreciate that. Like, I'm like, I'm like the biggest Nadav Kander fan on on the planet. Yep. You know, like I'm like, oh my god, how does he do it? He's so brilliant. Mm. And you know, I appreciate all the you know so many photographers' work. Yeah. It's just whether or not I shoot that way, or that's another story. Yeah. Yeah. You, I was gonna actually ask you that because uh, you're on you're on an agency. Uh, you were on Stockland Martell, and now you're on uh, Four Eleven. And it mm-hmm. it's a straight like photographic killers on that list, man. It's just like the the best of the best. It, what's it like being like represented on such an agency? Do you pay attention to what other guys are doing? Mm, you know, I think that other people can elevate you on the roster. Like I know that having Nadav Kander, H I J K Kander, L Lipsky be next to him <laughs> is um, to me. It's like. I step up my game knowing the Dov Kander is on, you know, the roster with Miller, who I think is like one of the youngest, hottest, brilliant photographers. He's like, I look at his work and go, oh, yeah, it's how do you do that? Oh my God. <laughs> I better, I better not like just relax. I can't relax. I got to like step up my game. When I look at his, where Miller's work, I go, oh my God, I got to really. Yeah, it's amazing. Did, wow. And you know, I'm friends with most, I'm friends with people on the roster. Like it's, it's nice to be surrounded by people that you admire and appreciate. Mm. I have to say that. And by the way, 411, um, Michelle Sack, my uh, agent, the reason it's called 411 is because of her height. Oh, really? Many people don't know that. Damn. She'll kill me. I got I to gotta interview her, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what does like a rep bring to the table for you? Like, when did you know you needed to bring a rep on in your career? And like, what do they, what do they bring onto the table for you, I guess? Uh, okay, okay, that's interesting because a lot of people have a perception that, oh, I'm going to get a rep and I'll start. And then I'll become successful. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not the case. Um, you get a rep when you feel that you have so much work, and you need someone to help manage your time, manage your rates, yep. um, you know, manage your workflow, and that's when you get a rep. Mm-hmm. Um, very few reps these days will find a photographer in the rough and then make them. That still they still do. And the, those are the great agents out there that will find that gen, that find, they'll find that. You know, I know an agent that once found a photographer from like looking at a couple contact sheets. Damn. And that photographer became very successful. Like there are people out there that are tastemakers that get it, mm-hmm. um, and, or they see the potential and they build a career. And um, but it's it's a little bit harder now. Agents more or less want to see how established you are. And even now, like you know, it's. It's just a it's just a crazy time. Things are shifting, mm. but um, an agent, you know, there's nothing better than just thinking creatively as a photographer and not having to deal with money. Mm-hmm. Nothing's worse than, you know, you're talking creative, then you have to then okay, then what about fees? You're like, oh, <laughs> you know, I just that's the beauty. I don't never discuss money. It's a middleman. I don't want to. I just want to talk about creative and yeah. how we're going to get the job done. For you sure. know, money's talked on in the back end with the agent. Yeah. And, and expenses and your and you know dealing with estimates and you know how to get the job you know the actual the, the money to get the job done, mm-hmm. but you don't have to you don't 
that's kind of you don't talk about that with the with the the client. Once it's once the estimate's signed, once the things are done, you just go to work. Mm. You don't have to deal, and that's the beauty of of having an, a, a good agent that can do all that. Yeah, and, for and, sure. and also help negotiate the correct rates because there's a lot of businesses out there that like to take advantage of photographers. Oh yeah, and uh, the agents help help that in the industry. They help uphold the integrity of. Yeah of the rates otherwise we just get trampled over yeah it's like like you're saying like these days are, it's crazy business nowadays um especially like editorial like i've been seeing more and more um like magazines almost want like perpetual rights to your photo almost they, they view like, oh no no way no for, effing way like they view no for, yeah it's crazy no though no i just no saw jake jake stangle uh, just wrote a whole thing on his instagram last week about it and yeah, like how do you deal with those shitty contracts? Because I think a lot of young photographers, are, yeah, because like a lot of young guys are like they're hungry to get in, and they think they just need to give everything away just to get in the door. It's crazy. That's what we have. Listen, the only time I give my rights away is if someone's paying for them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you can have it for that. Yep, yep. there you go. Thank you. Yep. But I'll tell you, that's as photographers, that's all we have. Yep, the rights to our photographs. I mean, that's like, wait jobs i do for free and things i do and you know at least i get my my imagery you know at the time you might not think it's anything special but you know having um a body of work an archive body work that you own the rights to yep is you know is incredibly important no most definitely important there's there's some really gnarly contracts out there of these publications i know where they don't necessarily take your rights away but they have the right to use it however they want. And to me, that is just as bad. That means you took a photo of a, in a magazine. Yeah, you own the right to that photograph, but you'd be walking down the street one day in Times Square and see that as a billboard. Yeah. That someone paid $80,000 for whatever cost it was for that image. Yep. And you get nothing. Mm-hmm. That is just horrible. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, most definitely. And uh, what was I going to say? Uh... I guess with like the advertising stuff, do you feel like you have a different approach to like shooting advertising versus like your editorial, or is it all this kind of the same photography-wise um, for you? For me, that's a good question because um, when I shoot something editorial, I think of it as something more for my process, my create. Like I get to, I have more flexibility and creativity when I shoot editorial. I can kind of do what I sort of want to do within the confines of the publication, but I have more freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes more mine than anything else. And, and when I'm shooting an advertising, that's more, that's more so of a collaboration. Yep. Like when I'm shooting an ad job, I'm like, I just want that client to be happy. It's their vision. Are we getting what you need? Yep. That's all I care about. And there's a fine line of that. Like, you know, um, yes, I would like to be that photographer that's like, well, you hired me. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, the Spike Jones thing where I'm like, I'm, I got, I'm doing my vision, yeah. and that's it. And you're paying me for that, and I respect that. That's, like, badass. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not there, so I'm like, what can we do to work together to get the gr- beautiful images that you need? Yep. You know, and then let me help you. Maybe I'll, and I'll push it a little bit. I'll make, you know, I want to push it, and I want to create something for what I need, too. But first, got to get what you need, and then I'll push it so that I... Like, if I'm doing an advertising job, and it's a simple portrait of something, I'll get it. Yep. And then maybe I'll, I'll push it more to get something for myself, too. Mm-hmm. You know? But as long as the client gets it, as long as you know, the, uh, the, you know, it is, the final artwork is, is exactly, if not, and not better than what they 
than they want. That's the reward too. As a photographer, you know, making your client really happy, yeah, and giving I'll, them above and beyond what they expected, yeah, I'll, I'll, beyond their expectations is what's key, is key. Never, not just giving them what their expectations are, but going beyond their expectations yeah. is what you have to do if you want to be successful. Yeah, that's how you get hired again. That's how you get hired again. If you just give the okay, we got it. No, 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 we got it times ten. Yep. Boom, and that's what you do. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, looking at your website, you had one project on there called Father, Fathers and Sons. Uh, I was kind of curious, like, how those photos kind of all came together. I mean, that was a quick, um, I was, you know, I'm a dad, and um, I was doing an assignment for Outside Magazine, and coincidentally, they contacted me to photograph this father and son, and the father wrote a book um, about his survival. He survived the plane crash, and he taught his son how to surf and and uh, and because his father taught him how to surf, he was passing it on to his son, mm. and I was he was one of my closest friends. Wow. I'm like, oh, you're asking me to photograph one of my closest friends? That's great. Yeah. And his son, and I took I was in the water with them surfing, and it was all from the, in the water perspective. I'm like, God, this is such a great thing. He's passing his passion. I can see him pat, passing his passion to his son, and I said, that's a that's a good idea for a little personal project. So I started getting friends and uh, and their kids who the dads were passing their passion to their son. So my friend, who's a screenwriter, he's a showrunner, and he's passing his passion to his son. We're in the studio, you know, going over the scripts. My uh, friend was a skater, passing his skating passion to his son. Yeah. An artist, passing their passion. And, you know, I was treating Chris Cornell. Um, I did his last album packaging. Wow. Before he passed away, and which was just so tragic. And we were um, in this, like, little old funky loft space in, in a Long Island City, New York. And um, his son was there. And, he's, and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this, this project for father and son. Can I get you just hanging out with your son with, his, with your guitar? Because he's teaching his son how to play the guitar. Mm. So I had those moments of him showing, him, showing his son the chords and yeah. he's singing. And it's like, that's what it is. It's seeing that moment of, like, just someone's getting it and they're, and they're passing it on. Yeah, so though, it, yeah, the Chris Cornell ones, those are, like, pretty powerful, and, like, looking at them now, they must, like, even mean more for you. This oh, is, my God. It, it's all, it, so many... Oh, that was an... Talk about photo shoots, that was one of the best. That was just an amazing... The whole day was, like, incredibly special. Um, and, it, you know, some of the best photographs I've ever taken mm. are, were... Um, and for what we wanted, you know, like, we... He, you know, we talked about... We collaborated what he what we wanted to do, and we just did it. It was incredible. Mm. Yeah, no, they're they're amazing. And uh, yeah. a, a few more questions, I'll let you go. Uh, uh, so, oh yeah, another question. Someone at, when I put it out there that I was interviewing you, someone asked me they're interested when your levitating series uh, started because um, you have like a series of pe- people take pictures of you on your set. Oh yeah, and it's like you like jumping in the air. It looks like you're levitating. <laughs> The jumping, I'm levitating. What are you talking about? I um, <laughs> it started maybe like three, year, four years ago. I'd have to look when I started. Maybe longer than that, five years ago. And I didn't really, I wasn't really hip on Instagram that much. I just did it all the time. Like I, I know that I did it years before I ever went on Instagram. Just yeah. on every photo shoot, we would just do it. Yeah, or just do it for fun. And um, it's just something that I've always liked to do. I don't know why I'm so stupid. I do that stuff. <laughs> no, but I love it. It's fun. It kind of brings it. And then I put it in my Instagram, and it kind of makes it fun. Instead of like, hey, look at me, I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, because unfortunately we have to do that, right? Like we have to show how busy we are. Yeah. Which I, 
am so lazy after the photo shoot. I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't post anything. Oh well. <laughs> like I, I mean, maybe like ten percent of the time, I'm like, oh, I'm po-, you know, I usually post. Yeah. I'm so lazy about it. I hate that Instagram thing. Yeah, I was gonna but, ask you, what do you what do you uh, think about Instagram? Because I had this conversation with somebody, and in my mind, it's like I love Instagram. But like it's almost like an illusion. It's like everyone if if you look at it like every illusion. every photographer is just so busy and killing it. Like I think we all got right. to start. So don't I don't think of it that way then. Yeah. I don't think of it at, at look how busy I am. Yeah. I look at it as I uh, when you go to my website, it's like portraits, lifestyle, motion, um, you know, whatever, you know, BT, behind the scenes, Instagram. And it's just another portfolio on the website. It's yeah. another portfolio. It's another button on the website mm-hmm. that gives a slight insight to the photographer, right? So that's what it is. It's like an insight, yeah. inside version. So it's just another portfolio. Yeah. And it's a wonderful place to show current work. So I'll show work on my Instagram that just came out that I'll never put on my website, mm. but I'll put it on Instagram. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice vehicle to show work or flashback, you know, if you can't do go too flashbacky, you know, and then you're like not working, you're showing old work, but <laughs> yeah. it's really great. It's a great vehicle to sh- display something that's out there, and I and it's it can be very powerful. Mm. Like you know, showing my Oscar images. Yep. No one would ever know I shot it. No one would even see them because the, the Academy doesn't even show them that much. They show uh, them once. Oh wow. So the fact that I can put them on social media is huge yeah and it can draw people you know it, it can't get you work yeah it definitely get you work no, or it de- can draw them in people in you know they can be my website and go okay i like this work let me see what his instagram is oh i like you know though i've seen this and that it can help you get a job and that, if anything can help you get a job it's worth your while yeah definitely it's yeah. just it's just another tool um it's just another tool and uh oh yeah one shoot i was interested in talking to you about is you photographed tony hawk and it sounded like a pretty pretty cool shoot i was i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about your experience photographing him oh god i mean that was like any i listen as a snowboarder or anything that you do in life <clears throat> whenever you like your worlds collide like if i can go on a, like a you know fly fishing assignment an advertising fly fishing assignment would be like a dream right advertising snowboard assignment you know anything that I can like you know photograph a snowboard assignment <clears throat> men's journal said can you go helicopter snowboarding with Tony Hawk <laughs> in Alaska. Jesus I'm like, that's like the dream assignment, right? Like someone who I admire, who's incredible, like Tony Hawk, I get to go snow, heli snowboarding with him <laughs> for a week. You know, like that doesn't get any better. Yeah. That's, that's it, you know. And then, so, you know, spending a week, bottomless bluebird days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you know, riding with Tony, and then taking some photos for <laughs> yeah. Getting a, getting you know, a, when I say some photos, it's like, well, it's, I guess it's time to take photos now. You know, <laughs> somehow you have to do, you find the time to do it. Yeah, getting a, get a week with it, any subject <laughs> that's pretty good, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, I did do one. I once I went to South America to, uh, in Patagonia to do a, a outside magazine sent me on a it was like a private ship, private yacht that took you around Patagonia, and you got to go. They helicoptered you to all these. Lay high lakes and rivers, and you went fly fishing. Yeah, and um, Peter Mathiason, was it Peter Mathiason, the the in the Snow Leopard, the writer, couldn't make it last minute, so it turned into a photo essay. Wow! And I was down there by myself. I mean, this 
with with the greatest fly fishermen in the world, it was like a, they had some like special. It was one special trip, and I literally didn't break out my camera. Yeah. For three days because I was fishing, I was like, "Oh my god!" I take the guy's like, "So what do you do?" I'm like, oh, "I'm a photographer." And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, I gotta start taking pictures because <laughs> I was so enamored by the beauty. You know, I had a, a little exaggeration, but I took a lot of pictures. No, nah, it's pretty amazing, like, man. Anytime you get to do something that you love, I mean, double photography and then get to the other thing that you love, that's just overwhelming. Yeah, photography can take you some pretty crazy places. Oh, I've traveled the world. Um, yeah, traveled the world. Two more questions, I'll let you go. I, I had to ask you about uh, my favorite TV show ever. You photographed the Curb Your Enthusiasm cast. Uh, oh, how is your experience photographing Larry David? Because he just seems like a pretty interesting dude. Okay, so if, you, if someone says to me, what was one of your hardest photo shoots? And I would say that. <laughs> so the reason why it was so hard is because, A, four comedians. And uh, comedians are always usually the hardest to photograph. For some reason... A little tougher. Mm. That's just the way it is. And you get four comedians who are friends on a golf course, and they all play golf. Yep. So the last thing they wanted to do was to even give me the time of day. They're all really nice people. The last thing they wanted was me to take their photograph. They were on a golf course. Yep. And they all just want to play golf and hit the ball and putt and this and that. And I'm like trying to rally. I'm trying to rally cats here. I'm like trying to get them to do their thing. Yeah. And it was nervous. It was it was for a cover of a magazine. It was like crazy pressure. And literally, I get them to settle down. I get them in front of me. And I think I shot maybe ten frames. I got it. Damn, that's ten frames for a cover. I bet I got 10 frames. Holy But shit. I got a great photo. Yeah, no, it looks awesome. <laughs> Larry just gave me this look. He just went, rah, rah, and gave me that look. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, no, thank it works you. perfect. It looks like a photo, like, out of the TV show. This, like, it is their personality. Like... Well, yeah, because that's what we were, we were actually going for that. All right. But uh, it was... Uh, I, I, it just ha- it was a miracle that it happened. Mm. No, it, it was amazing. I had to ask about that. And then I guess this is my last question. Like, I mean, you've been doing this for a little while now. Um, what kind of keeps you going? What keeps you interested in photography these days? And then I guess, like, what advice would you kind of give for younger people coming up, I guess? First of all, it feels like I've only been photographing for a couple of years. When I look at my archive, when I'm, like, going on my server and I look at Okay, when was that shoot? I'm like, oh my god, that was seven years ago. That was eight years ago. <laughs> like, I feel like I've only been shooting for a couple of years. That's always the way it feels. Damn, I can't believe how fast it goes by, and yep. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So, I guess my, I'm just gonna—I can't answer all your questions. But I'm just saying, like, what what was the, the, the this? What kind of keeps you excited? What kind of keeps for, you excited about photography these days? And well, what just, what advice would you give to younger people coming up? I guess my advice is okay. For, what, the pack just. I just love taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I just love. I love. I love a challenge of being creative. Yep. It's, that's what makes it fun. Like some some photo shoots, if I can do it, I mean I've done this in the past where I'll just show up with my camera, and you know if I can be by myself taking a picture, sometimes, and no one else, that's the purest way. You and a subject and a camera. Yep. That's what it's all about. That's the purest form of photography. Having. 40 people on set and this and that, that's a challenge. That makes it challenging. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it easier. But if I can have one, you know, I just love having my one camera and I go out and take pictures of things that I want to take. Yeah. You know, little projects. That's what I love. That's my passion. Um, but I love the, the call that comes in and says, okay, you have 20 minutes 
and it has to be at this location at this time of day, and we need all these shots done, and this and that, this and that. I'm like, I'm up for it because I love that. Ch- I love that. I lo- okay, how can I make that happen? Yeah. How can I be creative in those ten minutes? And and that's another thing about being a photographer. It's like okay, and be creative right now. <laughs> you know, you just. But I love that. Yeah. That's that's what keeps me going. Like yeah. that pressure of okay, you got to be creative right now. Okay, I got it. Yep. You know, it'll feel it percolating, but suddenly you get the camera in your hand and you got to t- you got to take those pictures and take great photos. Yep. I love it. That's what keeps me going. Yeah. And then my advice now for anyone, the industry has changed. You got to shoot what you love. Mm-hmm. Shoot as much as you can. Shoot what you love and try to get it in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. Show your work in person whenever possible. That is the greatest gift. If someone gives you their, your time to show, if I can go to someone's office and show my work yeah. personally, it is a privilege, and that's the highest, way, best way to get a job. You still do that nowadays? I do it all the time. That's what it's all about because people want to know the person behind the camera. Yep. You're on assignment for a week, and you're on an RV in the middle of nowhere. They want to know who you are before they hire you. Yeah. You know, you're just not a, a, a mechanic taking a picture. You're a personality. You're a person. You got to, you, who you are, you, it's the whole package. It's not just you can take a great image. It's you can take a great image and you're personable. Or you can, there's, you know, no one wants to work with people that aren't nice. You can hang out. You can hang you out. You want to hang out with people. Yeah. You know, I only work with people that are nice. Yeah. I don't hire, I, you know, as a t- my team, I want to only be with people that I enjoy being with. Hell yeah. You know, there's, if it, it, that's that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And so when someone's done with a photo shoot, they're gonna be like, God, everyone's so nice. I just like being around everyone. I'm like, well, that's the way it should be. <laughs> it should. No one should be mean. No one should be. No one. Should, you know. And listen, we all get short tempered, but then your friends keep you in check. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it, it's all about being nice. So stay true to yourself. Shoot what you love. Get in front of people as much as possible. Show your work. Yep. You know, I mean, the social media thing is one thing, but if you can get at a, behind someone's desk or in some conference room yep. with your work, whether it's on an iPad, preferably printed, yep. and you can show them work, that is the greatest gift. That is it right there. Yeah, that is my greatest advice. Get, I, it's I hard to get an appointment yeah. with anyone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As you know. Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, tenacity and talent. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Jeff, man, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time to do this. It's a real pleasure talking to you. And uh, for people listening, uh, where's the best place to check out your work? Um, let's see. My Instagram is um, at Jeff Lipsky, yep. and then jefflipsky.com. Perfect. I'll link is it. my website. I'll link it, and people can go check it out. Great. Yeah, see right there. That helps. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll cut it there. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Oh. Wonderful talking to you. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Um, just wanted to tell you about a new image transfer tool I've been using lately called PicDrop. Uh, it's a really great image transfer tool, actually designed by a photographer, uh, and they really had photographers in mind when they designed it. Um, it's really kind of helped me uh, streamline my business and keep everything organized when I need to send out those photos to my different clients I'm working with. I can create private galleries, uh, just different galleries to help me organize all the photos I'm shooting for different assignments. Um, can't recommend it enough. Uh, my clients can even write notes 
on it and it's really this kind of helped me like i said this organize and communicate way easier and faster with the clients i'm working with and with today's podcast if you enter the promo code photo banter when you sign up at pickdrop.com you're actually going to get three months free um, so definitely go check it out and let me know what you guys think and remember to enter the promo code photo banter when you sign up at pickdrop.com and also this need to give a big thank you to our guest Jeff Lipsky. I uh, can't thank him enough for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, like I said, I've been a big fan of his work for years, so it was a pleasure talking to him. Really nice dude, great photographer. And uh, yeah, definitely go check out Jeff's website at jefflipsky.com, as well as his Instagram at jefflipsky. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as Spotify now. Um, and also my website at alexgagnephoto.com and on my Instagram at Alex Gagne Photo. Thanks so much for listening and take care.